0: Welcome to the Forge Truth Podcast, where we are building great men as God defines greatness. Forge is a movement of men with a mission to help all men realize they are the deeply beloved sons of the Most High God. I'm your producer, Zach, and I'm here to discuss the issues that affect men the most with our two hosts, Dr. Pete Allenson, lifelong pastor and leader of Forge, and Jason Kenyonis, bishop of Core Faith Church in Obito, Florida. Men, welcome to the show. It's good to be here. Here we are, man. Ready to go. Rock and roll. Yes. Back at it. It's going to be a good show because we are rounding out our series in the five marks of manhood. This one on legacy. You guys ready to talk about this? Let's dive
1: in. This this
0: episode will be online forever. So (laughs)
1: legacy is so important. It really is. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So Pete, why don't you start us off as you always do with a, uh, just a little summary of what, where we've been and what we're going to talk about today.
1: All right, all right. Well, you know, as as we've been uh, laying the foundation of the five marks of, of biblical manhood, um, the way we view it at Forge and the way we try to flesh out discipleship for men is is to understand first of all our identity, and that's all wrapped up in the gospel uh, that um, that we that we all love and and goes back to the the death burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. By grace, you've been saved through faith, not of yourselves. It's the gift of God. So uh, salvation is is what sets our identity as deeply beloved, redeemed sons of the Most High God. And then that leads to purpose, knowing our purpose. Um, I find it very comforting to know that we don't have to figure that out on our own, that God calls us as as leaders. And worker providers, warrior ambassadors as we advance his gospel. So he tells us our purpose. And, and then he tells us how to live with the character of Christ, the fruit of the Spirit, and um and, and that's how we live in any situation. And so identity, purpose, character are the first three marks, which leads to what we talked about last time: confidence, godly confidence. And, and, and so those are the first four marks of biblical manhood. And when we live that way, legacy sort of takes care of itself. Um, I, I sort of identify legacy as um, I know where I'm going and I know what I'm leaving behind. So legacy is, I know where I'm going, what I'm leaving behind. And that's what we're going to talk about today.
0: That sounds awesome. So when we think about legacy, the first thing I want to know from you guys on a personal level is what kind of legacy are you hoping to leave?
2: Well, I am hoping to leave a legacy where people can really say, this guy loved Jesus. Like, I think that that's the most important thing for me when I think about my kids. I'm like, man, you know, they they may say a bunch of things about me, but that's the most important thing, that he loved Jesus, that he really was a committed follower of Christ. And if people will say that about me, then I've left the legacy I want to leave. Wow. I like that. I I admire that. I'll I'll be honest. When I was
1: a young pastor, um my identity was I wanted to have the biggest church and be known as the best preacher. And that was what I wanted my legacy to be because I was confusing legacy. I thought my leg, I, I, I didn't have the identity um, thing in there. And so I was trying to create an identity. I was trying to create worth. So there it is. And I, I went that way for a lot of years. And, and fortunately, the Holy Spirit um, does his work. Legacy now. I don't know. I want you to go first, Zach. What do you want to, <laughs> I, I want a time to think of, need a little, I didn't know that's my delaying tactic. Uh, <laughs> what's
0: my legacy now? What's yours? Well, for sure I want people to think well of me, but I think more than that. You realize that any person alive now that's left when you've passed away, they're going to pass away too. Everything is passing away. Uh so you can't leave a permanent mark on this world no matter how hard you try. No matter if you're Jeff Bezos, you're not going to leave a permanent mark on this world no matter what. Eventually Everything's passing away and, and it's going somewhere. And I want my legacy to be with me in heaven. So my goal, and, and I live far beneath this most often at of the time, but it helps me to have this guiding light about what my legacy is, is I want my legacy to be in the people that I can spend time with in heaven. So first and foremost, that's my kids, right? I want to instill into my kids things now that uh, later on when I pass away and my, my own father has passed away, uh, when I'm not here, I can keep instilling into the kids the lessons that they've learned while I was alive. And then I'd love just a a trickle down effect to lots of people that I can then see in heaven, you know, because that's, that's the only place that's not passing away Mm -hmm. our citizenship in heaven. That's the permanent legacy that we can look forward to. Anything on earth is, is temporary.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well said. I think that's well said, both of you. And and to illustrate your point, that Zach, I, I remember uh, I was talking to a guy a few weeks, a few months, actually, after I had left being the senior pastor of the church I served for 26 years. And they were standing around talking uh, about changes that the new pastor was making. And one of the guys said, um, well, what do you think Pete would Think of that change, you know. And then they went back and forth, and finally, one guy who was a new guy to the church said, "Excuse me, who's Pete?" <laughs> and, <laughs> that's so great. And then and then the guy told me, uh, and I thought, see that that's Ill- illustrative of your point. No legacy lasts longer than what maybe two generations here on the planet. And, I, I, and so, I, as I, I haven't thought about the heavenly dimension per se. Zach, that's pretty good. Um, But I would, I I guess I would say I would want my legacy to be Jason. He loved Jesus, followed Jesus, but I would want it to be with those who are at my funeral um, family and um, uh, that, that I was the real deal in Jesus and I wasn't playing a game. So, um, and then maybe that, that I, I set a model of biblical manhood. That's what we do. And I, I just feel like there's too few people that talk about that. And uh, so maybe I would want that.
0: Are you guys with me in that? Wouldn't it be cool if we had funerals before people died? <laughs> so you could go and just see, hear, listen to all the people talk about what you've meant to them?
1: Now, that is a Zach question, isn't it?
2: <laughs> I mean,
0: it I love that.
1: He, has he ever asked you stuff like that? You go...
0: Yeah, Zach, I never
2: thought about it. He asks those questions all the time. Zach thinks so amazingly. <laughs> he does.
0: I, he I does. want my funeral about six months before I die. <laughs> yeah. It's the big party, and I get to be there.
1: Yeah. What did Woody Allen say about funerals uh, or death? Because I'm not afraid of death. I just don't want to be there when it happens or something like that, you know. Um, but I, I think there would be something that would be interesting to have your funeral ahead of time because uh, you would hear if people were honest you know, um, about you. It might be interesting.
2: Yeah, I actually thought about preaching my funeral sermon and recording it and just telling him, hey, I want y'all to play this at my funeral. Yeah. Because I know it'll be done right. Dr. Clyde Cook at Biola University does does that? I did that. He
1: said yeah, they played it at his funeral, and he said um, people say that I'm gone. Don't you believe it? Uh, I'm not, <laughs> you know. And, uh, and he and he preached a great message of the gospel of, and heaven and the hope of heaven. Hmm. But you know this whole idea of legacy and is 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 really this idea that is that we do not actually get to set our own legacy, hmm. and too many men think that they are can or, are in process of setting their legacy. And this came home to me when I did a funeral of two uh, warriors who, uh, two um, military guys that had died. And I did both of their funerals in the same year. And I was astonished that uh, because you hear all kinds of things when people talk about the deceased at a funeral and we've heard it all, right? Um, Jason, we've heard it all. And, uh, but both of these families Spoke in great and high praise of, of these warriors who had died, and uh, they were warriors. I mean, they 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 were earthy guys, but they loved Jesus and they loved their families. And it was after the second funeral that I realized I don't get to set my my um, my legacy, and most people won't even know what I did early in life. I planted a church that that's going to be irrelevant. Uh, at my funeral, because it's so far down the road, and um, it's it's really who I was and what I what I've done as a man in the later years, yeah, that probably will be remembered.
0: Yeah, when when people talk about a race, they usually are talking about the end of the race rather than the beginning. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so it's not where you started, but it's what did you do along the way, right. and, and where did you end up. Yeah. So finishing well is is definitely an idea that is worth thinking about.
1: And and so many guys have different ideas of what it means to finish well. And that's why we put legacy at the end of the five marks because living well includes uh, letting the gospel change your identity, purpose, character, which leads to confident living over the long haul in Christ. And then legacy takes care of itself essentially. We don't have to worry about something that we can't control anyway.
2: Right. Yeah, you're living your legacy. Like we like you said you can you can plan or think, you know, this is what I want, but if I'm not if I want my legacy to be that I love Jesus, then what am I doing today to love Jesus? What am I doing not not just to show people that I love Jesus, but to genuinely love him and that way there's no question, right? And so I can play the best hand that I want to play, but I have to really be living it in order to be leaving it. So we'll know that. And I, I like what you guys said, but I, I think as we're talking to guys here and even ladies that might be listening, I think that it's so important to really consider this. Finishing well, right, is what that last leg of the race, that that last few seconds of the race is what people are are looking at. They're not thinking about it. But I think the earlier that we start living for the end the better right the the earlier in our lives that we start recognizing what really matters you know you think about retirement things like that retirement funds is what i'm saying and a lot of young guys like we don't even think about that when we're in our twenties. You know, you you start working. I'm not going to think about retirement, and then you come, you know, 35, 40. Wait a second, I might not need to start thinking about this. So I think the earlier that we start thinking about what really matters, and we start living for those things, are going to ensure that we're leaving the legacy that is one that will be God honoring.
0: I totally agree. Because uh, do you know when you're going to die? It may be tomorrow. Finishing well might've started two years ago Hmm. and you don't realize it because you don't know when the end is gonna come. And so it's living uh, in the way that you want your legacy to be.
1: You're exactly right. Stephen Covey in his book, The The Habits of Highly Effective People, makes that point about living with the end in view, starting with the end in view. And all great goals uh, are really that. They shape the process from here to there. So this is, and this is a, really one of the problems with young manhood is we we don't start thinking about this, uh, and we are too ego-driven and too insecure, as we talked about before. The gospel really does set the platform for successful living and successful leaving, which I liked how you put that, Jason.
0: That was good. That was good. So what does a successful life look like?
1: Yeah, it's first of all, coming to faith in Christ. Coming to the end of yourself and knowing that you need a savior and that you have, you have a a bigger, I think it starts right there, which shapes your identity. Um, Accepting Christ as your savior and Lord is not just fire insurance. It's not just, I'm not going to hell. Hmm. It's I'm going to heaven, but in the meantime, I'm a whole new person and
2: I have a whole new life ahead of me. Yeah, I agree. I think it's, it's, it's a successful legacy would be also reflecting that it wasn't just a confession of faith, right? It wasn't just something that I prayed a prayer one day. I was sharing on Sunday how we have, and in some cases, many folks have been damaged because people lived one way Monday through Saturday, and then Sunday came and there was another way of living and i think that a successful legacy is going to be one that is lived every day of the week and as you shared that you know when when we, we were talking about parenting and it's coming to it's coming to that place where when we fall short that we confess that sin because that's part of the gospel, right? We're not like immune to the need for repentance and confession. And so it's not perfect living because I think that that's important. Like When we're thinking about legacy, there's going to be a bunch of hiccups in the road. There's going to be a bunch of bad decisions. There are going to be probably some pitfalls and things like that. The gospel will rescue us from all of that. But are we really putting our faith in Christ? And I again, I think living that legacy is saying, man, I'm going to live not just just a guy that confessed Christ or received him, but I'm going to be a, a guy who lives for his glory and is doing that the best that I can and growing in my identity and who I am in him and how I should be living those purposes out.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was like the guy who said I was with him the other day
1: and he said, you know, I hate altar calls. I said, what, uh, <laughs> why do you hate altar calls? And he said, well, I hate them because sometimes people think that's all there is. I got to walk the aisle I got to pray a prayer, but, and then I'm, I'm home free. And so that's kind of what you were saying. Yeah. It really is that consistency. And we, you know, my earthly father experience was that he's in heaven. I know he's in heaven, but that's the way it was. I mean, what he was at church was not what he was at home and um, he was great at church. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And One thing the Bible talks about is how right now things that are hidden uh, later will be shouted from the rooftops. That's right. That's right. So, your legacy is not just your public persona, right? Your legacy is who were you when no one was around, who were you that people didn't know about, your integrity. Uh, those, those things become uh, unbared when you're when you pass away.
1: Mm-hmm. That's so true, and I, I think. The older I get, the more I realize legacy doesn't matter. My legacy doesn't matter, and you both have said this in different ways already. But my name doesn't matter, really. Um it, Jesus' name, He's the Lord of lords, King of kings. His name is to be exalted. Every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father.
0: Yeah, so that's what matters. I must decrease so that He can increase.
1: Exactly. John the Baptist got it. But we still struggle with legacy, with remnants of our own ego and things like that.
0: I'd also like to have a world record. <laughs> all the spiritual stuff, and I want to have a world record.
2: Okay, all right. What, what world record what? would you want? Though? I don't
0: know. Something incredibly unimpressive, because I think those are the only world <laughs> records I could actually get. But I want, a, I want a world record. Maybe we can work on that.
1: Golly, I, yeah. I don't even think that way, you know? <laughs> Um, but you know one thing is that I did I, I, I have thought a lot about the fact that uh when I was younger, I thought I was I'm invincible and and I remember one preacher saying, I thought that if I was in Christ and in shape, I would be invincible mm-hmm. and and that was a powerful I, and I, I realized now I'm not invincible. you know finally, I can't run anymore because of my back, I can ride bikes. but i I still am shocked at times. At my advanced age, when I see something, I go, man, you're weak in that area. You can't do that anymore. Uh, it still shocks me because I still think I'm invincible. But I'm not. And um, I, it, the sooner we
2: can get that as men, probably the better. It might affect how we try to set a legacy. And I think, too, it would be looking at how how, is it, how would a guy, I was kind of thinking, like, how how would a guy start – living that legacy. And I would, and I would, I would say, and I don't know what you guys think about this, but I would say, commit your life to doing things that are meaningful, Mm -hmm. right? I think that, and, and let me say this, right? Cause I think that when I say that someone will be like, oh yeah, that's, so what's meaningful and meaningful can just be going to the pool with your kids and flipping them around. Right. So just, just to make this like a thing when, when my daughter was younger, we didn't have a pool. And I'm going to be honest with you. I bring the pool up because I really don't necessarily like going to the pool, but now we have a pool in our home. So my son can go to the water anytime that he wants. But my daughter was growing up. She would always be like, dad, can we go to the pool? And I'd be like, well, let's see what the weather's like on Friday. Cause you know, Friday's my day off. And that was like our day. Like she would, she would get upset, especially during the summertime. Cause she was home all day. If I did anything. And I'd be like, let's see if it's, if it's going to rain. And man, I can't, I have to, I have to confess. I used to pray for rain on Fridays because I did not want to go to the pool, you know, and now I regret that. But my point is going to the pool with her was something that would, would be meaningful. yeah. And thank yeah. God we did go to the pool a couple of times and, we made, <laughs> and we, made, we made some other memories. But my point is doing things that are meaningful, right? And so I can't just be the pool, but don't minimize that. Like that time with your kids, that's going to matter so much because those things are meaningful. And so I think that if we're going to be men who are going to leave a legacy, look at your life, right? And think about, man, what am I doing that is has no, like no real yeah. value? Yeah. Yeah. And do I really need to do it? Do I, do I really need to kill myself in that area? Do I really need to invest so much time there? Or is there something that is more meaningful that is going to make a greater impact in the lives of those whom God has entrusted me with relationally? So I think that that's important to leaving a legacy. That is profound.
1: It's it's like the you know nobody who, on their deathbed says I wish I spent more time in the office, <laughs> but they do think about other things that, that perhaps they'd wish they'd done. Do those now. Mm. That's what I hear you saying. Robert Lewis uh, said this: a real man rejects passivity, accepts responsibility, leads courageously, and expects the greater reward, mm. which is often in heaven. And I and I think that that. That that issue that that helps to set and frame legacy, um, rejecting passivity, uh, leading courageously, expecting the greater reward. Though is doing something meaningful. That's mm-hmm. kind of what I hear you saying
0: there. Yeah. No one is going to look back at their life and think, "I am so glad I got to see all of those great TV shows." Hmm. You know, I watched all the best TV shows there were. Yep. There's a lot in life that can suck up your time that is not meaningful. Or worth it.
1: So true, and we get so so bothered when we get interrupted by the key people in our lives. Uh, that's a horrible legacy uh, uh, to to leave. So it's relational. It's uh, it's purposeful. It's gospel oriented, and and uh, I think an, a non believer, somebody that's maybe even thinking about following Christ, might say. You guys are talking in a realm that I don't even think of, um, and and we get that um, be, because we do believe there's a, a a continuity in the life to come, and and so our legacy extends to the life to come. It's not just here and now and done. There's more to it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because because we believe that after this life comes another life in heaven. It's going to last forever, right? Uh, this is really, our, our earthly life is really just a a blip. It's a moment in time. That's right. And so for us, this is not the only thing that we're living for, right? We want to enter eternity at a spot where, um, you know, we, we've got our heart right with God. And I would just encourage anyone who's, who's never thought about those kind of issues before is if we're right, that, that our current life is just a blip in, in the timeline of, of your, your existence, consider getting your heart right with God now so that you can enter into eternity with God already working in your life.
1: Boy, absolutely. I mean, you're talking to three evangelists sitting around the table here. We'd love to see every man, um, woman and child, come to faith in Christ because uh, heaven is real. And yeah, our existence, when you think about it from a biblical perspective, like you just said, Zach, more of our existence, way more of our existence is gonna be in eternity than, like you said, the little blip. That are the the years that we have on this planet.
0: Yeah, but that being said, I love what Jason is saying about live your legacy now, right mm-hmm. in your life now. Look at the people you impact, your family, your friends, your work, and what is really meaningful. And what difference can I make today? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: yeah. And I would say, as as a man, don't be afraid to cut things out of your life. I, I was I was at a Better Man event, and there was a coach that got up there, and he's like you know, you need to live real narrow if you're going to make the impact that your life can make. And it's so hard. I know for me, I can just say, it's tough for me to say no. I, I don't I don't like to say no. I, I've learned, um, Pete has, has helped me to learn to say no, to look at what things matter, what things should be on your schedule. Not like you've done anything wrong, but you've just helped me, right? You've said no to some things and well, you said no to me about something the other day. I did. And I was a little ticked off. Right. I, yeah. But yeah. I, then I thought, no, that's absolutely the right thing. Yeah. But, but, but I've learned from you, right? Like, you know what? I can't do every good thing. And so guys hear that, right? Like every good thing is not for you to do. Some good things you're going to have to say no to just so you can say yes to the right things. That's right. To the things that mean mean the most, because not just meaningful, but what means the most for where God has you, for what God has called you to do as a husband, as, as a father, as a business owner, leader, as a pastor, whatever your role is. But I think that that's really important. And when you're living that legacy is also not just saying yes to stuff, but saying no to things mm-hmm. and recognizing that certain things, they're just not necessary and they're going to get in the way of you being as fruitful as you could be
1: boy that's so true so good is the enemy of best mm. uh, many times and we have to spend our time in the word praying getting good godly counsel from friends to make good decisions on even our own time usage um, and, and that's where we need that. That's where our fire team, two to four guys that are, that care about us are fighting for us can help us think those things through to help us set the legacy that we want to, we want to leave.
0: And I would really encourage anyone to both be mentored and have someone that they're mentoring. Being mentored means you are taking advantage of all of the wisdom and life experience that someone has had that has come before you. And mentoring someone else is is truly leaving a legacy uh, in the in the life of someone else. Mm-hmm. And so I think the best place any man can be is right in the middle of a mentor and a mentee. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's good. And again, the gospel of grace will make us ask for help. If I think I have to be a self-made man and if it's going to be, it's up to me, then that's a problem. But if I understand that I'm saved by grace and that I don't have to have it all together, then I can ask you guys for input and wisdom and I can have a mentor as well as be one.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, I, I love the discussion. I love this whole series talking about the five marks of manhood. It's so important to kind of get down to fundamentals and talk about what's truly important when we're looking about what being a biblical man is. And so I love that we're covering this stuff. Uh, We're gonna have so much to talk about on this podcast as we dive deeper into these topics and other topics. I'm really excited about where it's gonna go. Pete, Jason, I know both of you have a lot of ideas and vision for where we can talk about. We're gonna have guests come and join us and share uh, new insights on the show. So thank you so much for everyone at home that is going on this journey with us. And uh, we would love to hear from you. So if you're listening and you have questions or comments on what we talked about today or anything we've talked about on the show up until this point, you can email us at Forge at ForgeTruth.com. We read every email and, uh, you know, eventually maybe we'll have a, you know, listener email show. That would be a lot of fun. So so if you do have any questions or comments, we would love it if you'd write the show. Also, if you want to learn more about the Forge movement, you can check out our website at ForgeTruth.com. Lots of information and resources on there, as well as many messages uh, from Pete in the past at Forge. We would love if you'd help get the word out about our podcast by going to Apple Podcasts or the podcast player of your choice and leaving a five-star rating and review for the show. Uh, Thank you so much for everyone who has already rated the show. Um, We have gotten a lot of love from uh, people at home leaving their ratings and reviews, and we appreciate it. It goes a long way in helping more people find the show. Thank you for listening. And guys, thank you for being here. Pete, do you want to leave us with a challenge for this week?
1: Yeah, no, I, I I do. But before that, I even say that, I think we ought to tell our listeners uh, that they get three free sins if they give us a five-star rating. As, you know, I, <laughs> are you guys all all good with that, huh?
0: Yeah. Or they get their uh, significant other to also leave us a five-star rating, even if never heard of the podcast. That's right. That's
1: right. <laughs> oh, just get the gospel out. All right. Well, I think you guys helped me with this uh, ending comment on what verse would be a really good verse uh, to support this idea of love legacy, uh, and, and you know, you brought up Proverbs 13, 22, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. And we know that that, that can be financial, but even more is the legacy of a model of a man who loves Jesus, um, who is following, who, who, who isn't perfect, but understands that Jesus is and was perfect for them. And so this, this reality is uh, a good man, a good man, leaves an inheritance to his children's children, probably I'm only going to influence through from my children to my grandchildren. Probably that's all the influence I will have, but that's the influence I definitely want to leave to those people that God has given to me. Soli Deo Gloria, to the glory of God alone.